So today we've got Abby Roberts on the podcast. She's basically an artist who has 16 million followers on TikTok, 2.7 million on Instagram. She is only 19. I mean, the only way to think about it is that she's like an incredible artist and she's using modern technology and socials um, to get them out. And she's been unbelievably successful. So it's going to be interesting to chat to her. And also she is looking at launching NFTs. Um, and if anyone is into crypto, Bitcoin, Ethereum, that kind of thing, this will be very interesting. And hopefully we're going to get her to paint Bruno's face. Bruno! <laughs> Bruno's been ill for the past few days. So um, he's, not, he's not really happy with himself. Anyway, podcast time. Abby Roberts. Hi. Welcome to Shoreditch. <laughs> Thanks for having me. You've been to Shoreditch before though, right? Yeah, I used to come here all the time back when things were open. <laughs> yeah, which yeah. is what, about eight years ago? Yeah, literally. <laughs> um, so uh, just to quickly intro you, I already have already, but um, I'm just going to give some f- figures because they're like, I didn't even know these figures existed. They're that big. <laughs> um, so I'll tell you you're a TikTok megastar. Not a superstar, like a megastar. Oh, megastar, right? I love yeah. that. Big me up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you've got on YouTube, you have five hundred fifty thousand just mm-hmm. over. Here's Bruno, welcome Bruno. Um, on Instagram, you've got two point seven million, but on TikTok, you have over sixteen million fans. That's right. Yeah, that's a lot of fans. It is. Yeah, I can't even imagine that amount of people. It's crazy. <laughs> um, how? I mean, most people would probably see what you do and say, "Oh, she does makeup." But I've, I've obviously spent the last couple of days looking at your videos and stuff yeah. like that. And I mean, for me, it's, it's art. You know, it's, you're basically an artist that's using modern technology. Um, so most people that see you on uh, Instagram, TikTok would say you do makeup. But um, having watched all of your uh, work, um, like to me, you're basically an artist, a modern day artist that uses socials um, to get your art out there. Um, how would you describe yourself? Yeah, I don't just think that I'm a makeup artist. I think that that's quite like a broad term and kind of like puts me into one sort of box. But I definitely use makeup in more of an artistic way than is like traditionally used. I'm not like your everyday, like day to day makeup. Like I'm not going to be wearing my kind of looks to the supermarket or anything. Um, As well as that, I think there's sort of like a whole business side and there's so many other skills that you have to pick up along the way as well like photography um cinematography as well like I love to tell a story with all of my TikToks and really have the whole video feel like an experience rather than it just be a makeup look so there's all of that side as well and then editing and all the behind the scenes there's a whole bunch of things that go into it um so the other thing is I looked at how many likes you've got on TikTok yeah and it's like 1.2 billion which, if anyone doesn't know how many that is, that's 1,200 million. It's crazy. Yeah, it's like insane. Um, but the craziest number is your age. You're 19. Yeah. Like, how is this a thing? Yeah, I mean, I have been doing it since I was so young. So I feel like, oh, I'm getting on now. I need to like get a rush with like my success or whatever. But I've, I've been doing online stuff, social media, since I was 11. That was when I first did, like, posted my first um, YouTube video like doing my sister's makeup um very terrible looking back on it (laughs) it is so bad I don't know why it got as many views as it did but um yeah I've been in this for like eight years now which is crazy to think about eight years so I mean just you okay (laughs) I don't know if I'm old but you saying that you started when you were 11 Mm. right means that you had it 
when you were 11. When I was 11, I showed you a picture earlier. Yeah. I had my face painted <laughs> when I was at a football game. <laughs> I looked like a two-year-old. It's like you're actually on socials at are you allowed to be on socials at 11 probably not yeah. <laughs> i don't think so i was like yeah my parents run my account <laughs> but no it's like me and my sister pushed into youtube at that age and then instagram came much much later when i was maybe like 13 14 yeah. um only started becoming even remotely successful on instagram when i was maybe 16 okay. and then TikTok, of course, only came in the last two years. So it's all happened so quickly, even to say that I've like been on social media for such a long time. Yeah. All the success has only really come in like the past couple of years. Um, what, what, are the, um, what are the key moments that got you to the amount of people that follow you now? Were there a couple of moments where you're like, that is what, when I look back? Yeah, like um, I mean, when I was first like building my Instagram, um, the thing that really like got me my following initially was I did this thing called the 100 days of makeup challenge mm -hmm. where you had to do a like creative makeup look every day for 100 days straight. I was maybe like 15, 16 when I did this. Yeah. When I started the challenge, I had probably like a thousand followers on Instagram, which was mostly just my school friends and like people I knew from home. So <laughs> there wasn't really anyone following me for any reason. And um, I did this challenge. Um, I think that consistency like really helped me to build my initial like following and by the end of the 100 days I had 9,000 followers so it was not much but it was like a little something yeah. got me started um I started like getting the recognition of other people in the industry and eventually I created this makeup trend which was called like instaception where I had um like the Instagram frame essentially painted around my eye and it was like this eye look that had all makeup on it just on that Instagram photo yeah. Um, that was spotted by a lot of like huge, huge people in the industry, James Charles being one of yeah. them, um, a bunch of other like talented makeup artists, Kaylee MUA, who is like a, a British makeup artist that I really looked up to when I was first starting out as well. So um, James actually like recreated that look, tagged me as his inspiration, um, which like started the followers coming in a bit and maybe gained up to like 20K at that point. And it was around that time that James um, asked me to do like a takeover on his Instagram story. So he used to do this thing where he would let like up and coming makeup artists that he really liked um, do a little tutorial on uh, his stories. And I was lucky enough to like be one of those. So I did like the craziest look I could think of that was going to like get everyone to want to come and follow me. And again, maybe like 50K to 100K followers just from that overnight. It was mental. That's crazy. And you yeah. were how old at this time? I think I was 16 at that point. Yeah, this was like 2018, so. So how do you explain that overnight success to your mum and dad when you're at home? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they're so involved in it. They know everything about what I do. Yeah. Um, my dad used to be my manager before um, I signed to an actual management company. You sacked your dad? He never, I never paid him. <laughs> he never wanted any money, um, which I thought it was a bit mental for. I, I would, I offered to pay him all the time and I'm like, please take my money. Like you're doing so much work and he runs his own businesses as well. So he was like doing yeah. this on the side, you know? And um, he's like, no, I, I don't want anyone to like think that I'm like exploiting you for any reason. So he like refuses to take money. And I'm like, please dad, just let me give you a bit of something. Do you pay rent? <laughs> <laughs> not even they don't want me to and i'm like uh yes. I, I would i would i would love to but they don't want me to <laughs> so, so how so they've been along the whole journey do they understand it because most parents looking at social media now they don't really fully understand it 
Mm. It's much more of a younger generation thing. So, you know, it's like, um, it's like, like when YouTubers first started, mm. you know, trying to explain to their grandparents that that's their job. It's just yeah. not, that, you know, it's just like alien to them. Yeah. Um, so do you think parents are coming around to it a bit more? They're a bit more like on it, see yeah. it every day, they use it. I mean, I think in the beginning, like my dad didn't really see how it could become successful because yeah. it is such a new media. Mm -hmm. And, you know, his experience with business is running traditional forms of business, nothing yeah. online, no socials, none of that. So when I first started out, I was like, I want to do this 100 days of makeup challenge. And I was in school at the time, so I should have been like focusing on my studies or whatever, but I was focusing on my makeup instead. <laughs> um, so my dad was like, you're wasting your time. I don't really see like where this is going to go. And I was like, I'm going to prove you wrong. <laughs> you <did. laughs> and I did. And once it started becoming successful, you know, he like loves learning about new industries and everything. So he was like so supportive. He was like obsessed with doing his research on it. So he knows the industry like inside and out right now. Um, he's contemplating setting up his own management firm like away from me and my sister so yeah yeah there you go <laughs> um yeah that's the thing see the thing is when you say industry is that most people will look at makeup artists like my background's advertising so mm. when we'd create an advert and you know film it and stuff we'd have makeup artists um they would probably maybe earn like 150 quid a day yeah you know coming in doing doing that doing their job um but the industry is so so big you know, when we look at like the amount of people that follow you, um, actually, you know, when you say it's the makeup industry, it feels a bit weird to me because I think of it as an art art mm. form. I think of it as an artist. And when, like when when I look back to my last job in advertising, which was like 13 years ago before I started my, com my own company, um, it was like to be a successful makeup artist, you'd have to move to London, you'd have to like network, you'd have to do all these things. Now you can literally create your art, put it on social media, and bam, mm -hmm. you, I mean, not everyone can, you know, you've done it amazingly well. You've got 16 million followers, but now, and, and you're from Leeds, right? Yeah. So I like, I, cause I'm from the West country. So I had to move to London mm -hmm. uh, to get a job, I had to get a degree, I had to like do a network as much as I could, you know, now I, I think it's amazing that you could just literally go on social media, put your art out there get better with your audience like mm -hmm. you're saying when you were younger it wasn't as good as it is now yeah, yeah. um and and then you can monetize it like for me that's great you don't have to i mean i'm not gonna say i wasted like five seven years like running around london trying to you know make my my, my own company and all that kind of stuff but when i look at what you've done and obviously like you know ksi and all these people that i, that I know as well um I, I think it's amazing that anyone can just do this now. There's platforms for it where you don't have to, you know, grind, you know, in London, you know, all this kind of stuff. You can literally have your own platform. You don't need, um, you know, you don't need like uh, networking with like uh, agents and stuff like that at the beginning. Yeah. You, you know, you don't need to go. Also, the other thing I was thinking about yesterday, because I was talking to a friend about you um, who's a fan of you. Oh, you really? Know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and um, like, um, uh, we we were talking and I was I was saying I was, I was basically explaining that and then I, I was like I, I feel like it's amazing that young young people now even at thirteen however old can do this they don't have to like normally if you want to get popular you have to go on TV shows do interviews do all these types of things and you're not in control of that content they can change the narrative to make you look however they want mm -hmm. but now like you're an example with TikTok. Uh, Instagram, all these things—you're pretty much the um, 
you know, you're in charge of your own destiny. Yeah. I mean, exactly. Like coming from a place like Leeds, it's not really where you would expect a TikToker to like come from exactly. Like a lot of people online thought I was American for the longest time. And still like every time I speak, everyone's like, oh my God, she's British. Like what? (laughs) And even then it's like, I don't have this like posh London accent. So people are still a bit confused. Like what is this Yorkshire accent? (laughs) But definitely like I get what you're saying about it being like this full industry as well. And I think from like an outside point of view a lot of the time it can look like oh just having a bit of fun like put a bit of makeup on my face it's like artistic and as much as it is fun and it was a hobby to begin with and I do love it so much like it's my biggest passion um it it definitely is such an industry behind it especially taking into account like the social media side of things and marketing like working with brands and that kind of stuff there's um yeah, you, you have to be smart about the way that you approach it and strategic with like your posting as well, I think. It makes sense. Um, well, obviously my podcast is called The British Entrepreneur. Yeah. It, you're an entrepreneur. I like, am. You know, <laughs> you know, uh, I'm British. Yeah. <laughs> Although apparently people think you're American. For some me. reason. <laughs> um, uh, so when it comes to like being this popular, how do you monetize it? Because obviously I don't know, I mean, TikTok is a relatively new platform compared to like Instagram, stuff like that. Um, but can you monetize things? Can you earn revenue through TikTok? Yeah, this is like one of the first questions that like people who are not involved in it always ask because I think it's hard to see how specifically ca- you can earn from it. And especially when you're first getting into it, it's quite difficult to get offers and stuff. So yeah. in the beginning, I guess I kind of started out with AdSense just on YouTube. You know, I feel like everyone kind of knows about that at this point, but on TikTok it's slightly different because when I first joined the platform they didn't have like a ad revenue service like inbuilt I mean now they've introduced the creator fund but even then it's like not that great amount of money from there um but I would say like the majority of my income comes from brand deals um working with mostly makeup brands on like product placement and stuff like that as well as tech fashion all these different industries um and yeah, it's just like a lot of that kind of negotiation side of stuff as well. Yeah. Um, when a brand comes to you, um, don't need to be specific, mm. what's, their, what's their goal normally? Because um, I've had friends on here and we talk about a lot of the time brands aren't sure what they want. They don't know like how they want to communicate and it's always like this weird sort of grey area about the content that's going to go out because obviously someone that creates cool content, they don't want to make it all abby exactly yeah make it look like not sell sell out because i think um making money is a great thing if we didn't there would be no jobs Mm -hmm. right so you know um profit is a really positive word um so so what what do the brands kind of want from your audience because i'm assuming right apart from i'm a fan now right so i'm part of your demographic um yeah what your audiences consist of girls mainly Mostly girls. I think yeah. it's about an 80-20 split on um, like female male. Yeah. And um, But the male is growing. I don't know if that's because of like the rise in like men in makeup, which is like a really great thing to see because it's always been predominantly female. Um, like it used to be closer to 90% female yeah. even. Um, and yeah, they're all like pretty young. I would say like the 18 to 24 range is like my biggest age range. And yeah. then that's like closely followed by like the 13 to 18 yeah. range yeah yeah 
the you of when you started. Exactly, yeah. yeah. There's, there's kids right now doing their makeup watching your videos. Mm-hmm. Must, is that weird? I love it so much. <laughs> it's like I remember when I first saw people recreating my looks and it's like the biggest honor that somebody yeah. wants to recreate something that you put out there. Yeah. Um, it's like so heartwarming seeing these young kids like have their go at it as well. It's adorable. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. And I'm gonna <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Please. <laughs> like Please. A mess. Oh, oh my God. God. Um, okay, so... So there's lots of ways to monetize with YouTube and brands and all this kind of stuff. Um, and I was thinking about it, your audience is so big. Like I, I calculated it. I went on Wikipedia yesterday, look at the size of countries. And if you add Sweden and Denmark together, your audience is still bigger than both of their countries' populations. That's crazy. What, what the heck? That's mad, isn't it? Yeah, it's and, mental. And it's growing, right? Yeah. So like that's crazy. So you could literally sell out events. If you used to put on an event, you could you could literally do anything you want with that audience. Yeah. I mean, obviously they're not all UK based or whatever. Um, but is there anything that you think sometimes what you would like to do? Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, I mentioned to you like off camera before that I'm like getting into making my own music and stuff yeah. like that. And obviously with like the state of the world right now, like concerts aren't possible just yet. Yeah. But I think like in the future, it would be like my dreams are just like do a live show because I think there's nothing that replicates that connection with like an audience like being at the show of your favorite singer is just like the best thing ever um it's such like an energy to it so I think that would be incredible to be able to do with an audience and um, I was going to mention that this at the end but we can talk about it now yeah it. so you're working on your music yeah it's but really exciting no one really knows about it do they i've mentioned it like here and there yeah. in my videos and stuff um nobody has heard any of it yet online um i've been working on it for the past year with a bunch of really amazing producers and a great team so um i'm really really excited to put something out there that i'm really proud of because i want to do this the right way and put out music that i actually love and i would personally listen to rather than just rushing into it and then maybe regretting it and having something out there that i feel doesn't really represent me in the best way and what what type of music is it um i'm really influenced by kind of like this bedroom pop style that's Mm -hmm. been going on for the past few years but i also love um like older music as well um like in my family grew up like listening to queen and that kind of stuff all the time so like um 70s rock and like 90s rock as well it's like a big influence on the kind of style that i'm going for as well i want to be able to kind of fuse those two genres so it's really interesting that's, yeah that's like when you mention queen the level's high now yeah oh, <laughs> I, i'm look i'm not saying i'm gonna be queen level like i i love queen but i could never like freddie mercury is just another level oh, God. <laughs> have, you, have you seen the um have you seen we will rock you Mm-hmm. yeah it's amazing oh my god I've seen that like when it was in London I saw it like 15 times yeah one of my friends was uh, an ensemble dancer in it uh, and uh, yeah I used to he used to hook me up with tickets and oh, uh, wow. I used to I, I absolutely loved that show oh, did, did you see it in London or was it on tour? no they used to do like performance of it, performances of it at my school like they did really? like productions of it there yeah it was, it was so cool <laughs> no way so I, can I listen to a bit of it after this a little bit yeah Yeah. i mean nothing is like at the finished point yet we're still like really working on developing a style because things can change and like 
that's okay if you discover something about yourself along the way but um yeah i have like a couple little demos i could show you later yeah, yeah. i'm expecting bohemian rap oh my god don't <laughs> you'll be sorely disappointed <laughs> uh, yeah and that's bad so that's the other good thing right we we're talking earlier that if you're an artist and you, there's platforms now that, that are free to get everything out there um you can do music as well and you're still 19 mm -hmm. and so how easy was it for you to go i want to do music um i'm going to get in touch with people because it sounds easy when you say i'm doing music now but obviously there's a process to finding producers yeah you know so how, how did you do that and how easy was it for you yeah i mean i kind of started wanting to work on music around like may last year and um I had no idea where to begin with like finding a producer like how do you find someone that suits your style or whatever that kind of stuff and it was actually so random and like out of the blue that I got contacted by a producer um who just like was like a family friend and had like worked on a bunch of actually like really big artists and some big tracks and stuff and he just like asked me can you sing? Are you interested in singing? Um, I'm looking for like new talent to develop right now. So would love to like come and do a session with you. So I like worked on a bunch of sessions with him. Um, that was how it kind of started initially. But then towards the back end of last year, I've been doing a lot of collaborations with artists on TikTok, like doing people's makeup, such as like Liam Payne, Youngblood and, um, through like my connections with these kinds of artists, I've been introduced to even more like amazing producers and people that I'm working with right now. So are you working, gonna make a song with Youngblood? Who knows? <laughs> I mean, not right now, but maybe at some point, we'll see. <laughs> I would love to though, yeah. Oh, it's not Let confirmed. No, 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 no. He just did a song with uh, a friend of mine, KSI. Yeah. It was number one, right? Yeah, it's great, one. it's That's great. Um, a few weeks ago, KSI was on a podcast. I was watching, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I actually, I thought he had a number one because on his um, Instagram, he did a post and it was at number one at the time, but it wasn't by the end of the week. And right. he was like, oh no, I have number two. <laughs> I but now he's got a number one. It's with your friend. It's amazing. Yeah, I, I mean, I love the song. It's, it's a great like mix of styles, I think, yeah. which is really interesting for KSI as well, like breaking out of just doing, I mean, I know he's originally been doing rap to begin with and like breaking into singing. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, so is this in a year? Is, is that you going to get a number one? I mean, I would like to think so, but I'm kind of not taking the approach that I really want to have like one hit song and just like feel like this one hit wonder. You know, I'd rather create good music that I'm proud of and that my followers really enjoy as well and not try and make it this big hyped up crazy thing. Just like it's like music that I like and I'm releasing and you can listen to it if you want to listen to yeah, it. And yeah. Yeah, hopefully, like, people enjoy it. It'd be nice to get number one, though. It would be nice, yeah. <laughs> you can all listen to it, but please buy it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, actually, one hit one day is something I was thinking about yesterday because when I was talking about it earlier, if you wanted to make it in any, any industry, you'd have to move to London, you'd have to network, blah, blah, blah. Um, and there were so many one hit wonders back in the 80s, 90s, you know, all that type of thing. Mm. With your audience... I mean, unless you like Killer Dog, like, you know, they're going to be with you forever. So One Hit Wonder, I don't, that kind of doesn't apply anymore. Do you not think? No, I don't think it does. I, I feel like there's very much a difference between a social media person that releases music yeah. and is not always taken seriously yeah. for it. And it's kind of seen as 
just an extension of their brand and not something that's entirely separate. Yeah. Whereas there's definitely those kinds of people that transitioned from social media into music successfully and put their all into it. Like you look at like Troye Sivan and those kinds of people who really made a career out of it. Shawn Mendes as well, like started on Musical.ly. Um, and yeah, that's like kind of my goal is I don't want it to just be, oh yeah, here's like a random song that I don't really care much about. And I just released as like a cash grab, like I'm really yeah. invested in this as an art form as well. And I think like the creativity that I've had through makeup and everything kind of translates across to that as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, KSI is another example, YouTuber, and then he's got number one songs out now. Um, so it is possible. I, the thing, and KSI will be the first to tell you, we, we, we had a joke about it. His most popular video is Lamborghini. Yeah. Um, and he's like, that was one of my early songs. He's like, it was rubbish. Wow. Yeah. But the thing is, his audience never left. It grew and it, it's, they stuck with him. And now he's making incredible music. Yeah. I know you're going to make incredible music from day one. Um, <laughs> but I, I do think that, to, it, you know, like you said with your makeup when you were 11, it wasn't very good. Yeah. And you got better over the years. Um, uh, you know, audiences stay now, I think, you know, unless you do something terrible to yeah. them, like a nice I mean, little dog. Or. Yeah, I mean, I th definitely think it's not something that's going to happen instantly. And I'm not saying, like, the first thing I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come out with is going to be, like, life-changing. <laughs> like, I'm absolutely not saying that. Um, like, it's not going to. It's probably going to be not the best thing that I'm going to ever produce, but it's the same thing with like what I did with makeup. I had a lot of dedication to improving yeah. that and I'm going to put that same dedication into improving this new skill. <laughs> How soon are we going to hear a song? I want to put something out this year, at least like one song this year. So yeah, that's what I'm saying for now. <laughs> okay, but no timeline. Is it? Have you made the song that you're going to put out yet? No, not yet. Okay. I mean... It could be, but it might be like something that we end up changing. So it, it's still, I want to get a good like volume of work and not just rush into putting out like yeah. the first thing that I come up with. Yeah. Um, so yeah, still like experimenting with different styles and everything right now. I'm excited. It's fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, so when it comes, like one thing I find with like the older generation is that they look at YouTubers and TikTokers and, and they go, that's not a job. You know, um, but I've worked with editors and, you know, um, done videos for years. And the amount of work that goes on behind the scenes is like incredible. Yeah. So I see the value in it. Um, how, how long does it take you? Like, what's your day to day routine? How long does it take you to do videos? Because I'm assuming it's all day. Yeah. To make maybe two days to make a video. Like, how, how long does it take? What's your day-to-day -day routine? It really depends on what kind of video it is. But, like, the creative makeup looks that I used to do a lot more often. I used to do these creative looks, like, every single day. So that would be, like, all I did all day, every day. And those would kind of take anywhere from five to ten hours, like, per look, just doing the makeup. Um, I, I feel like things have kind of changed now because I have a lot more things on my plate to be dealing with. You know, I wake up, I usually have, like, a few meetings in the morning, um and then i will like spend a few hours researching like what trends are going on online what i can make into a video that day i'll plan out schedule all like the videos that i'm thinking of doing which is like usually some makeup and some not makeup as well because i like to have kind of a variety and not really put myself in that one box so um just a lot of that that goes on and then when i've finished it's like editing photos and transferring footage which always takes far too long <laughs> um 
and yeah just like even more research and I'm working on like a bunch of product projects like all at the same time as well like the music stuff so I'll usually spend like a few hours in the evening working on that stuff as well so it's never ending to be honest I could keep going on and on with the amount of stuff that I work on in my spare time but yeah <laughs> and you have to do social media Instagram all these other yeah things. keeping up with like your stories all day you have to like do that constantly like Snapchat Instagram the algorithm it's very demanding so <laughs> on Instagram I kind of aim for like a few posts a week um TikTok I am for a few posts a day yeah. um which takes a lot out of you um talking about uh like revenue streams yeah um and I mean you've got a lot going on already um NFTs NFTs is a very popular thing Look, you mentioned that your dad used to mine bitcoin he did yeah I mean your dad sounds pretty cool already but he the fact is. that he mined bitcoin <laughs> is like and he did it in Leeds yeah like he sounds like a bit of a dude yeah he's very into that like Elon Musk yeah. bitcoin scene you know yeah. um <laughs> like yeah. he used to mine bitcoin we used to have the, the machines in the garage that would make the most awful noise all day long <laughs> but he also runs his own renewables company um so the house is like mostly operated on solar power and that was kind of something that wasn't really sustainable so we're not doing that anymore but um you know he's like he's always looking for like the future of um, whatever he's doing next <laughs> is he still he's not still mining bitcoin he's not but he's like into crypto and that kind of stuff as well is he yeah he's, he's it's all he watches and the spacex launches um he watches that every day on youtube i have to watch like hours and hours of rocket footage and i'm like okay this is, do we really watch this for five hours on an evening <laughs> but no he's great he told me like a lot about business and yeah. yeah i really owe a lot to my dad i feel like i get on really well i think you would <laughs> he was binging your videos last night and he oh, was really? like oh, i like this guy oh, really? <laughs> yeah yeah i'll like, tell him to call me i we will yeah <laughs> um so nfts yeah yeah i mean if you have you done anything with nfts yet because not yet for people that i mean the best thing to do is like go online and look at videos nfts nfts is non-fungible tokens yeah but basically artists um lots of things that are coming out now people can sell them um online but in a digital format so they're only jpegs i think they're only like videos um mm. and like a couple of other things um but if you haven't yet i want to be the first person to buy whatever you put out <gasps> really there. oh my yeah. god that's so fun okay <laughs> because it, it because that's the value is being the first thing that someone does like an artist um uh you know, whether it's tangible, whether you attach things to it, like meet you in person or a concert in the future or, you know, stuff like that. Um, and obviously scarcity and stuff like this. So um, do you, how, how far down the rabbit hole of launching something as an NFT have you gone? Um, and what type of thing are you going to do? I mean, we're quite early stages, like yeah. looking into things and figuring out like what's kind of the best way to go about it because I don't just want to put something out that's, kind of like a cash grab just to make yeah. make a quick book on some art that I'm selling or whatever I, w I would love to do it in a way that really adds some value to like my fan base and give them something to really be excited about because I think that it's such an interesting proposition to have these kind the ideas of like the cards and the coins and really make it into something that is like its whole world I yeah. mean it like essentially is like Pokemon cards 
online, you know, yeah. you, you want to collect them. So I think that's a really interesting way to kind of get your fans involved, to yeah. get people excited about it and not have it just be some random thing that I'm just doing on the side. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, is it, and, you know, if anyone out there is, you know, looking to do what you do or um, artists or anything like that, it's definitely worth looking into. This will be a big thing in the future for yeah. sure. Um, and getting ahead around it now is a good idea because then you can come up with concepts of what you want to do. And mm. um, yeah, I was because I, I know a bit about that kind of stuff. And I was thinking what, what Abby Roberts would like put out there. Mm-hmm. I was trying, obviously it'd be art based. Yeah, I definitely. I would want to be so involved in like, the design and the production of it yeah. um because it would have to be something that was like totally me yeah. um because like you know as a fan that's what you want you want to feel closer to the person that you're following so yeah. definitely i would want to be super involved in it but as far as like what it will be i have no clue yet yeah <laughs> i was thinking because obviously um like sports memorabilia has gone flying into this mm. there's a lot of sports memorabilia that you can you know i think there's a, a clip of jordan um, or LeBron slam dunkings, uh, like a, a video of him doing a slam dunk, and it got it was like two hundred thousand dollars. Wow, got sold for, and it's literally just a digital video. Um, yeah, it's crazy. I found it like quite difficult to wrap my head around in the beginning. Yeah. Um, like why are people paying so much for this? But um, I've, I've done like quite a bit of research into it as well, and you know, my dad certainly like told me a lot yeah, about yeah. it as well. Um, really like helped educate me on that. So it, it is really interesting, and I'm super excited to see what possibilities come from it in the future because i think it's so much more than just this niche market like i think that it has the potential to go yeah. so mainstream if it's done in the right way maybe this is what your dad's going to do he's going to become like <laughs> an artist <laughs> nft manager yeah we'll see quite a lot of money that would be sick to mine bitcoin um so have you grown up around bitcoin then has he been in it for a long time um he's been in it for maybe like the past three or four years I don't know um that was when he used to like mine the stuff it was a few years ago now um but he's like always on to the next what's up and coming um in terms of the tech space so it's yeah he's he's great (laughs) yeah yeah no I feel like I'm I'm gonna have a good chat (laughs) maybe I'll get him on here Uh, yeah you should (laughs) that bitcoin gold thing around (laughs) (laughs) um so uh like Nowadays, the word influencer, I mean, the word influencer is a bit generic nowadays, um, but people with a following, everyone calls them an influencer now. Um, Do you think that word is still accurate or do you think that word should be like dissolved now? Um, Because I see you as an artist, not an influencer. Obviously, an audience has an influence, but I feel like that word needs to like go now. I feel like it's a very broad term that's been thrown around for a lot of years and I think that the meaning of the word itself has changed so much over the years and it sounds a bit pretentious to call yourself an influencer when there's a lot more work that goes into it than that but it's like what word do you really put for it so I don't mind being called an influencer I don't get like fussy about that but definitely I think like in the past influencers used to be this niche space that people were kind of interested in it was seen more as a hobby and not really a career path. Um, so I think the term kind of should be updated to reflect that because I think nowadays influencers are so huge. Everyone knows who the top influencers are. Um, and I think in a way, like influencer is this new form of celebrity, but it has such an added level of like trust and 
being that much more personal to your fan base and really having like a friendship and a connection with your audience as well. Yeah, I mean, um, when it, yeah, that's the thing. Like the word influence, it seems a bit weird. Like no one goes around going, I'm, I mean, probably a couple of people. <laughs> I but, know a few. <laughs> but they, they, don't, they don't go around going, I'm an influencer. Yeah. I mean, that's just like odd <laughs> if that would happen. But um, yeah, I, f- I feel like that's an old term. And it was like saying, like explaining to your grandma, you know, people would say the influencer because that was like the easiest word to sort of put everyone in like an area. Yeah, so like, what do you call it? Yeah. yeah. Well, I'd say you're an artist. Yeah. You know, I mean, what you do already is art. You're going into music, which is art. That's what I would call you. Um, but do you feel like you don't deserve that title because you've done it through social media? I don't know. I think traditional artists certainly like look down on that traditional makeup artists, like all these people who were like maybe avant-garde style makeup artists and worked traditionally on a lot of shoots and stuff. There's been a lot of like prejudice within the industry of them kind of looking down upon this style of makeup. If you weren't classically trained, then you don't know how to do makeup, but you don't need to go to school to learn how to do makeup. You know, I am completely self-taught just from like watching YouTube videos and educating myself that way. So I definitely don't think that like the traditional route is like a viable thing anymore. What is the traditional route for makeup? Did you go to university? Yeah, I mean, I was always like pushed to go to makeup college instead of staying on for sixth form. And I was like, what is the point? They're going to teach me how to put moisturizer on somebody. Like, I don't even want to do makeup on other people. So what is the point in this? I always wanted to do makeup on myself online. Um, And I mean, growing up, I had done makeup on other people to make a bit of money while I was at school. Like did that on the side, but it wasn't like really for me. I would just do it for my friend's birthdays or whatever they wanted but yeah like nowadays I think it has changed so much whereas you can just teach yourself just from watching YouTube because there are so many videos online already um that you don't need to go to school to have someone to teach you that at all yeah and the chances are they weren't that good they were just exactly yeah you get a certificate and you might not even be able to do makeup as good as someone online so what's the point (laughs) No, it's true. It's true. It's like, it's almost just got rid of the whole old industry. Yeah. But I hear what you're saying. Um, like an artist or whatever, that, you know, uh, that, that industry is set in its ways. Yeah. It's almost like, here's the industry for the last however many years. You know, you'd have to go Central St. Martins and, you know, you, you know become a fashion designer or whatever. This is the route. But, but now it just feels like that's just been like we don't need that anymore that doesn't make any sense it takes too long we can just do it this way and you know build our own audience and you don't need anybody else it makes more sense it feels like if if you were to take the last 10 years of makeup if you call it that and then look at the previous 30 years the the, the amount of the acceleration and how good that industry has become in the last 10 years is all down to social media because everyone around the world gets to do it they're inspired by other people like you did when you were 11 Um, and then everyone's got brilliantly good at it because they can do it from home you know you don't have to go and move to London or go to college this thing with uni the thing with uni is that I did a degree but my degree I did 12 hours a week but I had a full time job that's how little I did at uni when I look back I think I probably could have done the whole degree in one year if I'd have done it Monday to Friday. Yeah. So I think, why 
why did I waste three years? Not waste three years, but like, why is a degree three years? You know, I could have done three degrees in three <laughs> years, you know, for the same money yeah. and learned three times more stuff, you know, but the way they do it now, it doesn't, it, like, it doesn't make sense. I, I used to be a believer in university because I got a lot out of my degree. You know, I did an advertising market degree and I got a lot out of it. But now when I look at it as a business model, you know, and I look at everything online, like I do graphic design and I, I learned all that on YouTube, mm-hmm. you know, editing. I mean, I don't like to edit. Luckily, you've got Oscar, he does all the editing. Um, but I, I self-taught myself, you know. Um, so now when I look at universities, I'm a bit more, I was old school, but now I'm more new school. And I'm like, really, a university degree should take one year if yeah. it's full time. It shouldn't take three years, you know. So when I look at someone like you and other people that want to get into makeup and art and stuff like that, use YouTube. There's better people on YouTube than there will be in a university teaching mm-hmm. you, for sure. No yeah. offense anyone. <laughs> I think I think if you have that passion and that drive to go into that career that you want to do and you want to put in the effort and do the research outside of school and by all means like I don't think you need to go to university at all if you're in a field where it's required for you to have a qualification obviously that's quite difficult you don't want a doctor that is learned on YouTube do you but (laughs) (laughs) but for sure like I was self-taught all the way like I was in school at the point that I was teaching myself and I had always had this idea that by the time I leave school I want to be able to have this as my career. So I'm going to start it right now and then I can have it all set up for me by the time I leave school. And then I'm not essentially starting my career pathway from fresh, like as I get out of school, which I feel like is the case with a lot of people. They leave university and don't really know where to start because they don't have the experience. And I think that the experience is so much more valuable than being taught in a classroom. I think if you're on the job, um, having this work experience physically doing that every day you're going to learn so much more than you ever could yeah. at school and I was always kind of pushed at school to go to university and apply for university and do something that was outside of the arts and outside of the makeup and oh if the makeup thing doesn't work out then you need a backup I stuck on to do my A-levels that's enough of a backup as I need. Like, I'm not going to go to university and waste like three more years of my life when I know exactly what I want to do right now. Who was it that recommended you to do these things? Uh, it's like Teachers. the school careers advisor. Who was probably like 22. <laughs> <laughs> really? Like, yeah. but, you know, I remember like, um, it's not that there's anything wrong being 22 or anything, but like <laughs> when you're like, I always, I always um, look back when I was in school, like when I was about 15, 16, and they were like, oh, yeah, you should go and work at the uh, the um, the BMW factory. I was like, what? Is that advice? <laughs> like, what? like, you know, I mean, you know, it, that, I, didn't, I didn't understand. I think it was a Rover factory, actually. That's old school. Um, but that was like their advice. It, was, it wasn't like, what do you like doing? Like, it, yeah. was, it was just go and get a job there because then you'll get a job yeah I mean I guess school is good if you don't really like have much of a direction yet and you're still kind of figuring that out and you need that time to be able to do that so you can kind of do school and then figure out what you want to do on the side um but if you have such a set idea of where you want to go career-wise which is exactly what I had yeah I don't think you need someone to teach you how to do that no (laughs) I agree um so you've got millions of fans, like millions and millions. Um, what's the most random request that you've had? Because I'm assuming, right, and just tell me if I'm wrong, <laughs> that 
anyone, it's like if you like Jamie Oliver, most uh, women, men would like him to like um, cook at their wedding, right? Mm-hmm. That's like one of the, it, that's like goals. Yeah, know? yeah. Um, obviously, he doesn't do that. I think he did for the Beckhams, but, um, but uh, so when it comes to all your fans, and there's millions of them, what is their, what's the most random request you've had? And what is the most common request you've had? Because I'm going to assume that it's, they want you to, um, do their makeup or whatever it is. Yeah. So what's the most random request you've had and what's the most common request you get? The most random, okay, it was this <laughs> like laughing, multi-millionaire really. woman in Dubai who yeah. had reached out to me like via email and her kids were apparently like big fans of me and she offered to like fly me out and pay me to do their makeup. <laughs> Really? Uh, but I was like 15 at the time. I was like terrified of flying by myself. I was like, no, like I'm never going to do it. So that never happened. But that was definitely like the most strange request. Um, the most common, yeah, obviously it's like people asking me to do their makeup all the time. It's like, can you do my makeup for prom? Can you do my makeup for my birthday? And I'm like, do I do makeup on clients? Like, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> clients, they're probably like 11. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How much cash you got? I'm like, yeah, what's your budget? <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. But I mean, it is great to get to do makeup on other people when it's like a collaboration and that yeah. kind of stuff like really fuels me artistically to be able to work with other creatives. It's really interesting to like get their ideas for a, a look and then we work together on that. But do makeup on people just for a bit of cash? It's not really my bag. <laughs> yeah, no, I know what you mean. Um, if you used to do my makeup, yeah. what would you do to me? Oh, I'd love to put you in drag. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that. Oh God! Uh, that, how do you that, feel about that? Uh, I, I mean, <laughs> um, I mean, I'm, I'm open. I'm open. To Let's anything. do it. <laughs> Face-wise, I don't know if I can do the whole dress thing and then do like get a the body, the outfit, the wigs, it, like the full thing. <laughs> you, you should move to Soho. Oh my God, I should. You should. That is like the. Uh, epicenter yeah yeah of that you might see me on a thursday night oh my god no i was like very into drag culture when i first like started getting into makeup it was kind of what like got me into doing that creative kind of makeup um was doing this really exaggerated like makeup style and yeah got me like a lot of um friends in that community as well and yeah yeah, i love it so much yeah i mean are you planning on moving back to london it depends how long it's going to take for me to get to LA. If LA is happening anytime soon, then I'm not going to be moving back to London. Otherwise, yeah, I think I need to be here because music, my studio's down here. So it's yeah. a bit of a nightmare traveling down like twice a week. So um, your ultimate goal is to move to America. Mm-hmm. That's the plan. Um, how, how come? What's wrong with London and Leeds? Nothing wrong with the UK. Why are you leaving it us? has its charms, you know. Um, there's just not a lot of people that's like in my space in the UK. I think everyone knows all the TikTokers are like in LA yeah. and it would just be so amazing for collaborations because I've been wanting to collab with these people for ages now and it should have happened so much sooner <laughs> if everything hadn't have happened last year. Like I was in talks with so many different creators for collabs, but just unfortunately that hasn't had the chance to happen yet. So I'm dying to go and do that stuff. I think brand wise as well, LA is where is that all the makeup brands are like based out there. So it would be really great to be able to work with them a lot more closely. It's sunnier there as well. It is sunnier. The weather is lovely. Um, So who is it that you really want to work with? Um, I would love to do a collaboration on TikTok with Avani. Um, She's like one of the biggest makeup based creators on the app as well. Um, 
she's quite known for doing like clown makeup and that kind of like crazy stuff. So I think we would like come up with some really fun videos together. Um, as well as James Charles, like yeah. we always loved making like videos together whenever I was in LA, we would like go and make some TikToks. It's been ages since I've seen him. So would love to see James again. But like outside of social media and TikTokers and that kind of stuff, um, my dream collaboration is like Billie Eilish. I love her so much, um, love her music, really look up to her like artistically. She's like a big influence on me with her music video, like visuals and everything like that. I think she's so creative. Yeah, I'd love to. Are you our UK Billie Eilish in the future? Oh, I mean, yes, but no, like don't <laughs> compare me, but like it's an honor to be compared, you know? <laughs> Did you just get shy then? I'm, yeah, I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want people to ever say that I'm like ripping off someone of because it is something that I get comparisons with, you know, like the dyed hair, the like baggy clothes. They're like, oh my God, Billie Eilish. But um, I do love her a lot. And that influence definitely shows in the way that I express myself yeah. artistically, but it's not something that I'm like trying to replicate. Exactly. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, everyone's inspired by a lot of things. Yeah. Like she's one of those hundred things. That yeah, exactly. Show. Yeah, it's fine. Um, you know, though, if you move to America, you know, you're not old enough to go out. I know. I mean, I was never like much of a going out type of person anyways. Everyone goes out though. So. They all go out. Yeah. Right. So you're going to be stood outside waiting for them. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget me guys. I'm sure that we could pull some strings. <laughs> <laughs> you probably could. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, no, they're pretty strict in America. I, yeah. I spent a lot of time over there. I used to live in um, Orange County and uh, Huntington Beach and LA I, a few months at a time, not visa level, but because um, I do events out there. Mm. And they're pretty strict because, you know, um, you, people used to try and, you see them trying to get in places and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I'm not trying to keep you in the country, by the way. What no, else is no. About? <laughs> is Trump still president? No, okay. Well, can't use that one. <laughs> um, but no, um, do you think you'll stay out there or you just want to go out there, experience it for like a year or two? and then At least for a few years. Yeah. I think it would like benefit me greatly, like career wise. And just like to have the experience to know if I like it or not. It's just good to have that um but I don't really see myself staying out there permanently I kind of see myself coming back to the UK or maybe just switching between the two um just because like all my family's over here still and my mum would hate to move to LA so I've got some convincing to do that (laughs) (laughs) she she won't want to go she hates it there my dad loves it he would move in a heartbeat he wants to move in with me or whatever (laughs) I'm like you're gonna have the guest house (laughs) but my mum just doesn't like it at all she she, she like gets really anxious around that that kind of like culture really yeah more of a homebody yeah definitely yeah yeah um what because you also have a uh, younger sister I do years younger yeah Charlotte yeah yeah who's like smashing it too um will will you take her I want to because me and Charlotte work so closely like creatively we collaborate all the time and just like bounce ideas off of each other constantly we do like weekly photo shoots with the both of us where we'll like come up with fun concepts for Instagram shoots and stuff um but I feel like she's still too young right now um I know she like still quite relies on my parents support and everything my dad still manages her directly so I think she would really struggle being out there in LA because I would be so busy like doing my own work I wouldn't be able to like spend a whole lot of time yeah with her anyways yeah she's still in school 
She's not. She started sixth form, but yeah. dropped out because she blew up on TikTok. And I was like, go for it. Yeah. <laughs> like, What's like there's no need to keep you in there, wasting your time. <laughs> um, so you wouldn't take her, but maybe she'd come out in the future. Yeah, I hope so. You could go over there, make a few mistakes. You know, yeah. Get in, you know, yeah. And then yeah, she teach her the ropes. <laughs> <laughs> turn up and see, like, what has happened? <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Um, if you do move, how soon are you thinking? Um, I mean, June is like the very latest that I'm like aiming to be there. Um, but if I can get there sooner, I'll go in a heartbeat. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Um, that's mad. Um, yeah, your dad would go out there. He'll mine some Bitcoin, hang out yeah. with Elon. <laughs> he would love that. Actually, the craziest thing, um, Grimes just followed me on Instagram. Right. Like a couple of weeks ago I don't even know when it was but I like just realized recently I sent them a message I was like you're the coolest and they read it and left me on red and I'm like Grimes I love you so much and my dad loves Elon so like let's like make it happen <laughs> wait so you sent a message a long time ago like a fan no this was like oh last week oh. I was like sending a message to Grimes like you're the coolest I love you and he didn't respond no they didn't no. I was I was good, but I'm I'm like, you know, celebrities are very in a different kind of bubble and a lot of them maybe don't like to collaborate with people who are typically associated with social media or right. even just like responding to a lot of DMs. I know that they're so busy all the time and I know what that pressure is like with like responding to people. So, you know, it's no big deal. But yeah. I mean I love them so much, so if even that they just saw it, that's like crazy. Do you respond to everyone on Instagram? You can't. Oh no, can't. I can't. It's impossible. Yeah. I get probably like thousands of messages a day, and yeah, people yeah, don't. It realize. just takes up so much time. Yeah, I'm like nobody knows me apart from my mum and my five sisters and everybody. But I, I did. I've done podcasts now. You know, it's still relatively new. But the the one week I had over three hundred messages. Yeah. Like what? and that for, so someone that has sixteen million followers, like I can't imagine. Yeah, how many it's insane. Message like, you know, and you kind of want to respond to everyone, obviously, but there's just not no way you can have three hundred conversations or even thousands of conversations. Mm -hmm. um, do you ever get people getting mad at you for not responding? They're like, "Why are you responding?" Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> like, I mean, not really mad. Um, I mean, people comment stuff like, "Oh my god, she like never notices me," <laughs> or like she never replies to me, and I'm like, "I'm sorry, but like." If I was like sat here reading through like 5,000 messages a day, there's, uh, there's a lot to go through and, and respond to. It takes yeah. a lot of time. Um, a lot of the messages are so random as well that I get because it'll just be like replies to my story and uh, it'll yeah. just be like an emoji or a word. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> What you should do is start like a full-blown conversation with someone so it scares them. Oh my, sometimes I do. Sometimes I just go through there and like find someone that's asked like an interesting question and just like start up a conversation and they're like, oh my God, I'm like freaking out right now. It's so funny. <laughs> um, so we're having all these followers that you've got now, um, what's the best thing about all of it? Like what's your favorite thing about having all these fo followers? I think it is when you get those messages that it's like people who have genuinely been like, what you've done has like changed my life. Cause for me, although like, yeah, I want to create a safe space and as much of that, like it is fun for me. And I feel like a lot of the time I get 
so sucked into this social media space it's hard to remember that the, these are real people with like real stories and when you hear that kind of stuff it just like makes me so emotional I sound like I can't believe that me just like putting makeup on can have that big of an impact on someone's life but yeah to be able to do that and especially meeting people in person when we could like at meet and greets and stuff it's just the most intense experience yeah um to be able to like instantly relate to someone so much um yeah, yeah it's really heartwarming yeah it's nice um yeah I, I i've had a few messages someone messaged me saying um john i've watched your podcast i've quit my job and i've started my own company wow and i was like you quit your job <laughs> oh no you're like don't, i'm taking responsibility for that <laughs> don't quit your job please the last thing you want to do is listen to me um but it's nice that you think oh you know it's like um is having a positive influence on people. Yeah, like um, inspiring people to yeah. maybe start their own makeup account or have the courage to post on social media. Yeah, I mean, that's always like the goal because yeah. I'm so thankful to those people that influenced me in the beginning. So yeah. to be able to do the same thing is yeah. it's incredible. I mean, I'm starting a makeup channel tomorrow. So you've influenced me. I've got 25 million on TikTok. I'll do drag shows. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> I, I don't know if I've a new name. Queen of Shoreditch? I don't know. <laughs> um, that's obviously one of the good things. But what the, are there any negatives? Yeah, I think there's a lot of pressure, for sure. Especially at such a young age to feel like you should have everything figured out and that everything you post online should be so polished and you never say anything wrong and like growing up anyways everyone's going to make mistakes um if you're not in the public eye it's easy to get away with and learn from your mistakes but when yeah every move is always being scrutinized people always have an opinion on it and if you slip up and say something wrong you get called out for it but it's those kind of experiences that can help to educate you in a way and like you grow from that as a person which is really helpful but to some extent it's like unnecessary in the way that if like I'm in a relationship people have opinions on the relationship and that can really affect you off camera with friendships as well like people just giving their opinions on everything that you do um sometimes it really does get to you can I get an example an example um my best friend um benji crawl he's a tiktoker as well people always ship us so it's like they want us to be in a relationship yeah. every time we like post a video together the comments like oh my god ship like i ship you guys together and we're just like no like it is not that like benji is like my brother i'm like his sister it's like awkward and uncomfortable it's like we're telling y'all to stop shipping us so like please stop making it uncomfortable it doesn't need to be like that yeah What's wrong with Benji? Uh, <laughs> I don't know who that is, yeah. but um, I'm sure I'll find out. I'm not sure his boyfriend would be happy about that. <laughs> oh, okay, there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Jealousy, that's the issue. <laughs> um, okay, fine. So um, recently, because social media, I've known about it for a long time, because um, it's a part of my business, all my business. Um, but recently, I learned about cancel culture. And I didn't even know what that was. Right? Really? But I mean, I'm I'm very I'm very busy with my companies, right? So yeah. This is from the podcast is me talking to people I know originally, um, who have all, all very successful in their own industries, and then it's grown and you know it's gone out and yeah. you know, I'm sat here with you now, which is amazing. Right? <laughs> um, so I kind of I'm shielded a bit. I don't really watch the news. I you know I kind of the way I structure my day is to limit 
outside, you know, information because um, otherwise it just kills off my mind and I end up, you know, caring about things I don't care yeah, about. Yeah, so many distractions. Yeah, distractions. <laughs> um, so recently someone told me about cancel culture and I was like, what the hell is that? And then I had a few examples and it, just referring to what we were talking about a few minutes ago. Um, and I was like, and someone told me an example. I actually can't remember, but I remember what I thought. And they were like, oh, this happened. And then they lost like 3 million followers. And the thing that happened, I was like, how's that a thing? That wasn't even bad. No, it's crazy sometimes. So, so what is it, cancel culture? Um, and how does it affect influencers? Because I guess, you know, celebrities or actors and stuff, they, it's a bit different. Yeah. Influencers, you know, more social media um, celebrities rely on that audience. Yeah. Um, so what is it and how can it affect people? Cancel culture is basically like if someone has done something that the general public like views as morally wrong, um, the the fans and the followers and whatever will hold that person accountable. Yeah. And if it's like offensive enough and bad enough, they will aim to cancel them, um, which is the aim is essentially to deplatform them, I guess. And right. some of the time it does work. Really? Um, and some of the times it is effective. You know, there's definitely been cases of like racism and extreme just people doing stupid offensive stuff that is genuinely wrong yeah. but a lot of the time i think it gets to the point where it's exaggerated and people have been called out now for things that are really so pointless and so, so harmless like you don't if you don't have any harmful intentions behind it then i think that's something you can grow from and you shouldn't be completely cancelled as a person yeah. um you know there's things like you used the wrong word that you weren't educated on or you i don't know dressed a certain way that offended someone and you weren't aware of it i think that's a different thing if you're ignorant towards it yeah but if you can use that as a thing for somebody to educate you on that issue and learn and grow from that and yeah. show that you are aiming to improve upon that then i think that's a different thing completely yeah i mean i don't think you're going to struggle there because for someone who's 19, you're pretty smart. Yeah. Like, I, I thought you were older when I first started talking to you. Really? But the, I had to remind myself that you're not... When's your birthday? Uh, July 27th, 2001. Ah, close to mine. Yeah? When? July 15th. Oh, really? Are you a Leo? Though? I'm a Leo. Oh, no, that's a bad one. You're a Cancer? Yeah. That's a bad one. No, no. <laughs> Classic Leo. <laughs> <laughs> Cancer's, like, emotional. No, they're not. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> No, they're not that emotional. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> what are Leos then? Like, um, I feel like difficult. everyone says like Leo's like attention a lot of the time, which I won't say is completely wrong. <laughs> like certainly online attention, yes, in person <laughs> might be a different thing. I don't yeah. want attention. 16 million followers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want attention. <laughs> Classic Leo. <laughs> no, there's nothing wrong with cancers. What's your sister? Uh, she's a Taurus. Taurus. Yeah, my mum's a Taurus as well. That, dad? Dad's a Sagittarius. Uh, they get on with cancers. Yeah. Yeah, me and dad, we're going to be friends. <laughs> um, so when it comes to like being, obviously you're a very mature 19-year-old and you've already achieved a lot. Um, when it comes, and the good thing with you is lucky you've got someone like your dad and your parents who mm -hmm. are like, they know about money and stuff like that. Um, a lot of people that are new and get, um, not overnight fame because it does take years, but um, notoriety pretty fast, like every year or so. Do you, is it? Are there things in place for them to invest their money, 
or do they just sort of save money and not understand money? Because um, a lot of the time when I talk to people, um, not necessarily on here, like, but out, outside of this, um, they've managed to save loads of money because they've worked with lots of brands, all that kind of stuff. Um, but, but are there? Are, do you guys know like about ways to invest money, or is it more of a um, I'm just going to keep doing what I do, save as much as I can, and then figure that out later? It depends who it is i think a lot of these younger kids who are like coming up through tiktok don't necessarily have that support and that knowledge to know to invest and a lot of them tend to spend the money in kind of ridiculous ways blowing it on designer stuff and nice cars and houses and as great as that is the money's not gonna last forever so you need to figure out ways and like me personally um just set up a property investment firm and um investing into that as well as you know looking into this NFT kind of stuff as well. Bitcoin. Yeah. Um, have you got Bitcoin? I don't know. What? No. I was too late to learn about it. My dad was always on that, but I was like, yeah. I, I didn't have money when people were buying Bitcoin. <laughs> Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> people are still buying it. Yeah? Yeah. It's kind of expensive now though, right? Well, you can. You don't have to buy a full Bitcoin. You can buy like, you can put a hundred pounds in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's funny because um, talked I've talked about it quite a few times and a lot of people ask me about it on Instagram and stuff. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's kind of mad. I'm like, I don't know. Like, you do your own research, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, but j- j- what, I f- um, what I find amazing is that, you know, like, the, back in the day, so say, like, the 80s and 90s, you'd always hear stories of um, people making tons of money, like actors and, you know, sports stars, all that kind of stuff. Um, and then, like, years later, they're, like, in jail for, like, didn't pay their taxes. Um, Wesley Snipes is, a, is an actor who's, um, who got really known for that. I think he ended up in jail, I'm not sure. But um, basically, they didn't have the support around them. Even like Mike Tyson, you know, earned tons of money, but didn't have a good support system around him. And then got fleeced for a lot of money, worked with bad people. They took a lot of money from him because all he did, wanted, he wanted to box, right? He was just really good at that. He spent all his time doing that. So I, now I wonder, I just hope, obviously, younger people are way more savvy with uh, YouTube and um, lots of people they can follow to buy, buy investing money. So I always wonder now, um, people like yourself who are really successful in what you do, um, do they have this support system now that they didn't, that like people didn't have back in the day? Um, and if they do, you know, um, how is it structured? So obviously you've got your dad, um, but I, I always think, because I, I think of the business side, the financial side of things, yeah. um, uh, you know, there, there doesn't seem to be like that support system. No, I really don't think there is yeah. still. And nobody's really going to tell you that you need to do that until you realize it yourself. Or yeah. I, I was lucky enough to know some really business savvy people in the industry who gave me like some useful advice. And that really helped as well, as well as like, I did business A-level, did business all through school. So, you know, I kind of had that background to begin with as well. But a lot of people who maybe didn't have that same upbringing just don't know what you're supposed to do when you get money to put it in the bank, you know? Yeah, they don't seem to know what to do with it. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. I haven't got time to help them out. Like, <laughs> in my mind, I'm like, wouldn't it be great to help people out? But yeah. it's just time, isn't it? Because um, that's the thing. It feels like everything else is in place you know, like managers, agents, you know, producers, all those people to work with. Mm. But when it comes to the money side, it's like 
Yeah, you get the money and then what do you do from there? Yeah, there's no yeah. one that side going, you know, be careful. You know, if you do this, you're going to pay tax. Like if you buy a house in America, you get taxed every single year on that house. It's different here. Yeah. So so many different things. You know, talk about buying houses and cars. You know, the thing is, yeah, it's, I just don't think it's there for them. So, which is a shame because if they get their money right, they'll never have to go back to a normal job. Like, yeah. I always look to um, people that are, um, people that are on like Big Brother when it first started you know they'll be like oh amazingly famous you know for that summer however long they'll come out and they'll do a few things but there was they didn't have Instagram to build an audience yeah. and continue it so you'd, you'd hear stories of them going back to a normal job but because they experienced such huge fame it was weird for them to go to a normal job again you know so it's like kind of a little bit sad but then um, you know I, that's what I hope doesn't exist anymore i hope that's gone now obviously um you have a, your own audience that you can um communicate with and, and create content for and then make make money um but yeah i just it, I, I hope that kind of era has gone where you know you become famous and you can't you know keep doing that to earn money you, you don't have to go back to like a because imagine if you were to go back to a normal job now or a job have you yeah. had a job I never a, a like normal job. Um, I kind of just like always set up my own little side hustles when I was in school. <laughs> Wait, what kind of side hustle? Like when I was younger, I used to have like a nail salon business or whatever. Yeah. I would like go around to people's houses and paint the nails and like it was like a mini mini spa or whatever, like yeah. give people hand massages and stuff. And then how much you charge for a hand massage? I'm just gonna open the window. You carry on talking. Oh, I don't know. It, it wasn't much. I mean, I was literally like in primary school at the point when I was doing this. <laughs> um, when I got a bit older, I had like a Depop where I would buy like uh, clothes from the charity shop and like upcycle them, sell them on there. Yeah. And then I talked a bit about like doing people's makeup like for birthdays and that kind of stuff. I did that a bit through school as well. So yeah. I never really had like a traditional job. I always wanted to be self-employed, so... I always did that. Always hustling. Always hustling. Is that because of your dad? <laughs> Not really. No? I, I just like... It's like going on some money. Yeah, it's my own initiative, <laughs> I guess. I just didn't... I didn't want to have to listen to somebody else's rules. <laughs> <laughs> no, that makes sense. I, um, you not having a job. I remember... Because um, I used to... When I used to travel, I used to travel quite a lot. And um, I always used to say to people, what's the worst job you've ever had? And I remember um, a guy who was like actually a client um, and uh, he, I was in Vegas and we were all talking. He was, a bit, he was a bit mad, like a bit crazy. And I was like, what's the worst job you've ever had? And he, he turned around and he went, I've only ever sold drugs. <laughs> and I was like, what? Oh my I was God. like, how is that? Like, you've never had any other job. I'm like, how are you not in jail? You wow. I, was like, I just remembered. Um, sadly, that guy's passed away actually. But, um, but yeah, it's no, so for a moment, when I said, have you ever had a normal job? I was like, I, it makes me think of that guy. <laughs> I'm just going to come out as like this big drug dealer. <laughs> like, oh, just side hustles. I was like, wait. <laughs> um, no, none of that. <laughs> so, so you're not doing any more hand massages anymore? No not anymore. Hustles, not anymore, no. no. <laughs> you could probably get a lot of money if you did that in Dubai. In Dubai, <laughs> I get flown out by a millionaire again. Like Twenty grand. How, how much would you charge for a hand massage now? Like ten grand, twenty k? Would you do it for twenty k? Sure. If someone was going to hand it to me, I'll give you a hand massage. No, no pun intended. <laughs> oh my god. Um, 
Yeah, no, that could be a thing. She might message you back now. And be we'll like, see. I give you 10 grand. Hit me up. <laughs> if anyone sees you, if anyone sees you in Dubai, we'll now know why. <laughs> Come up to me <laughs> for hand massages. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so um, now, what your your side hustles are a bit bigger now. So, bigger. So what are your main hustles, as you call them? My main hustles. Um, obviously, social media. I mean, I can break it down so much, but like, there's like AdSense, brand deals. Yeah music deals um like I, I do music promotion quite a bit as well we just did like a big deal with sony and zara larson to promote her new album yeah. um cool. so there's like that as well which a lot of people don't really know about um as well property investment yeah. like i mentioned just set up this new firm um to do that and music music is where i'm aiming to the go go day. with it yeah if if everything goes to plan and it goes perfect yeah apart from being the next queen <laughs> stop <laughs> i regret saying that i listen to queen i am not queen can i, can I be one of your backing dancers <laughs> let's do it yeah <laughs> no, oh my god um I, i'd say the next three years but that's too long nowadays in the next well, maybe in you the think? next couple of years. Let's say three years. I feel like more. music takes a lot longer to build than yeah. social media for sure. Okay, so in the next three years, if things yeah. go perfectly well, yeah. Um, how how will the life of you look? Gosh, this is always such a tricky question. Like if you had asked me this two years ago, I didn't even have TikTok, didn't intend on getting TikTok ever. So yeah. <laughs> things just change so rapidly with what I'm doing. I try and do like a bunch of different things. So if one thing yeah. falls through, I've always got another thing I'm like relying on in the background. Cause like I have a lot of different passions as well. So if things go well with music, who knows? I'll make it as big as I can make it. Um, I might go into acting cause I, I quite enjoy like a little bit of that mm. kind of on my TikTok, but I've never done it professionally. So that could be something like potentially yeah. that I have a go with. We'll see. We'll see where it goes. Keep building the TikTok though for as long as that's going to go on. Yeah. And then we see you in a massive mansion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In Beverly Hills. Fingers crossed. You'll be one of those in Instagram posts and it'll be like a picture of his mansion. Like $100 million mansion. <laughs> hope so. Yeah? Yeah. Were you going to invite me for the parties? Let's do it. Yeah? Yeah. I'll be old enough to buy the alcohol for you. Hopefully I'll be old enough by the time I have the money for my big mansion. It'll be like an episode. It'll be like the film Superbad, you know? Yeah. I'll have my loving. Oh my gosh. Oh. Um, so outside of working, well, um, do you know Max and Harvey? Yeah, I do, yeah. Okay, because they came on the podcast right. and I did a TikTok with them, which is really funny. Um, and I, I noticed they liked all your pictures on Instagram. Oh, Someone really? shows who, who likes them. Um, when, it, when it comes to like, those guys, when I talk to them, they work 24 hours a day. Like mm -hmm. as soon as they're awake, they're working. And it sounds like it's the same for you. Yeah. What do you do when you're not working? Or do you just not work? Like, when I'm not working, I'm think, working. Right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, because it's social media, it's so hard to switch off. So yeah. I'm working, that's all online. Um, whether I'm researching what videos to do, like what trends are coming up. Um, whether I'm looking for inspiration, whether I'm producing content, that's all digital. And yeah, when I'm not working, I'm scrolling through my TikTok for you because it's fun. Like I enjoy it so much. So I'm doing that anyways. But outside of that, um, 
I don't know. I feel like music has been a great break to get away from that because okay. I can't be on my phone all the time while I'm in the studio. So it's like kind of good for my headspace, I think, to be able to focus on that. Yeah. But as well, I enjoy doing art and that kind of stuff. So as much as I don't really have the chance to paint as much as I used to, I really used to love doing that like yeah. all, all through school as well. Um, it was like my biggest hobby. Yeah, I so love you, it. So you are basically, I mean, really you're always working because it, it's like you said, the thing is, say you complete something like you complete music in like three years yeah it, to a point where you've you're like yeah this is where i wanted to get to yeah the thing is because you've got so many opportunities there's nothing not to think about because then you could be like well i want to do music you know and then uh, sorry um films and then and then you do that and then there's a book to come out yeah so do you think it makes me think that like in like 10 years is they're just gonna be let a burn out tiktokers and like Probably. youtubers where they just like i don't know i mean it happens so often i mean even like myself i go through periods of like feeling super burnt out and uninspired but there'll be like a new thing that comes around yeah. um, a new opportunity that like reignites that spark so yeah i'm always like looking for what's the next thing i can be doing yeah 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 because that's <laughs> the thing there's so much to do isn't there it's it feels like that um there's like a, there's a bit of a blueprint where it's like People get their audience, then they'll do music or they'll do acting, they'll mm -hmm. have a book, maybe a TV show or something like that. And then, yeah, it feels like there's a, there's like a, I mean, you can with your audience, right? Yeah. I think, I guess like the social media side of things and like the people that tend to blow up are usually creatives. Yeah. You have to be creative to survive in a space like that. So I think people like that are always coming up with new ideas and being inspired to learn new industries so it, i guess it's kind of like a pattern that you see happening quite often yeah yeah you know that like this is like i don't i don't i've got to say it because i'm going to say it but you know that all those really famous people they all die at 27 mm -hmm. that's like a 10 year roughly you know like all the best all the best people died at 27 yeah yeah it's true you know so when you're 27 just don't do anything right basically <laughs> Don't burn yourself out at 27 and then, yeah. like, you know, you won't. Uh, younger people we'll are way see. smarter now. <laughs> younger people are way smarter now. Um, but, yeah, no, it, it, I do wonder, you know, because everything changes so fast. Um, and, like, you're 19. Although you're very smart, sometimes it can be overwhelming. You yeah. know, at any age, it's, it can be overwhelming. Even, like, you know, for me to get a lot of messages on Instagram, I'm so not used to that it's a bit overwhelmed because you don't want to let someone down. You know? Yeah, and you, you, exactly. You, you, know. you feel guilty about that then yeah, as well. Yeah, you, you do. I mean, luckily I've got Rosie, who my PA, who deals with um, everything and, you know, but, I d you know, if I didn't have that, I'd probably be, feel guilty all the time. So you, when I listen to you talking about the pressure, obviously yours is on a sh much huge scale, um, but we all have the same amount of minutes in a day. We all have the same amount of hours in a day. Mm -hmm. you know? um, I wish there were more. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you do. That, but that's a great thing to say. You know, that's such a positive thing to say. Yeah. I wish there were more hours in a day because you don't want to be someone that's wishing there wasn't. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's a good thing that's coming out of this, obviously. Um, but then it's like, you know, what would you do with those extra hours? More of what you're doing, right? So yeah. then, then you'll burn out quicker. That's so true. Yeah. To sleep a lot. Do you get to sleep like eight hours? No, you, I was like, sleeping like four a.m. last night. <laughs> really? Yeah. Are you nervous coming on here? Mm, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> that's just like the routine at this point. To be honest, I'm like up till like two, three, four a.m. most nights. 
Um, I feel like most people that I end up speaking to who do this kind of thing, they're all the same. We yeah. all have messed up sleeping schedules, but yeah. it's it's always late at night that that kind of creative inspiration comes. And I'm like, yeah. I have this make idea. And if I don't do it right now, somebody else is going to do it before me. So, really? so yeah, you do it. So I do it. Yeah. Oh my God. It. It, it, when I talked to Max and I, I couldn't believe it's good you've got your sister as well, I guess. That's yeah. quite a nice thing. Because um, Max and have, has Harvey. Harvey has Max, obviously. Yeah, yeah. You know, they can bounce and work, you know. Um, yeah. It's, it, when I think about the pressure side of it, because I, I, people don't think of it, right? If they're a fan or whatever, they just, they look at you and they go, no, you keep entertaining me. Come on, keep entertaining me. But the, the other side of it, the amount of work that goes into it is absolutely mind-blowing. Like, you know, um, you seem to be handling it perfectly there. I'm glad I make it look that way. <laughs> <laughs> Falling apart behind the scenes, but <laughs> no, I, I feel like I, I have kind of a good balance right now. Um, I'm in a good place mentally, you know, kind of on a roll lately. I think with my content, so that definitely helps when you're feeling inspired. But yeah. everyone goes through those periods where you really don't want to make a video. So sometimes I just literally take a break for like a couple of weeks and then come back yeah. feeling more refreshed. Um, if I was a makeup TikToker in the future, what would you recommend I do? Gosh. Well, I know that like guys in makeup is becoming a bigger thing, but not necessarily like glam makeup. Mm -hmm. It's more like this wearable idea of like easing your everyday guy into wearing it. I know guy liner is like a big thing right now. Um, so I'd say maybe try that out. And like freckles, fre freckles is very TikTok and blush as well. So... Yeah, yeah, get on the guy liner trend. Yeah. <laughs> Oscar, you hear that? Guy liner. Guy liner. That's the thing now. We're going to have to put that in. I'm going to... Can you do it? All right, all right, we'll watch your videos. And then ne next podcast, <laughs> we'll be in. I'm going to have it. We'll have it. Is oh this where God. it is? Up here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see it. <laughs> we'll see. I don't... Actually, I don't think that's going to happen. I <laughs> no. I mean, maybe if I see you in Shoreditch one time and like... There's a there's an event and we both uh, go into it. Maybe I'll let you. Sure, let's yeah. do it. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe. You know, I've got um, a lot of friends in London that go to like drag shows and stuff like that, and I've been around that. I spent a lot of my twenties around that. Oh, that's those amazing. Um, and it's incredible. It's like absolutely incredible. The amount of effort and the oh, time. Yeah, such an art form. Like I think yeah. people just see it as like dressing up a lot of the time, but God, yeah, there's so much work that goes into like building that persona it's incredible yeah um your audience in 10 years time if it keeps going the way it is you could basically probably run for prime minister and win <laughs> would you do it god i don't know if i would want that pressure man like so enough dealing with the on social media um how good would number 10 down the street be good <laughs> for some tiktoks in front of the door you're joking me <laughs> but no i think that would just bore me to death. I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm too creative for that. Mm. Yeah. No. <laughs> I get sick could. of it. You I could have, for, like, if I really wanted to. I mean, it is the best fan base to encourage them to vote for you, right? Like, it's the most passionate group of people. Yeah. So, yeah. who knows? Maybe we'll have a TikTok or Prime Minister in the future. <laughs> yeah. The other thing they say in marketing is um, if you um, if you have a fan between 16 and 24, then you have them for life. Um, so you know like the Spice Girls and all that they'll mm. come back 20 years later and sell out Wembley Stadium because all their fans they were they got those fans when they were younger yeah and so they stay with them for life you know so your fans you're getting them very young 
you know, and they're with you for a long time. Um, th- and that's the thing, you'll have them for life. Yeah, because you know, they so, grow with you. Yeah. yeah, they grow with you. And especially with social media now. Um, so, yeah, if you say you have like three, four times more fans, you could literally run for Prime Minister. Yeah. That'd be cool. It's a it? crazy thought. <laughs> Maybe in the future, they'll have Prime Ministers just for a month. So it's just a month job. Yeah. And then there I mean, are 12 different each year. And to who be does fair, the best? to be fair, TikTok is, who knows, maybe they're even more fit than the current presidents and prime ministers <laughs> right now. Uh, the states, the politics these days. Uh. Um, do you get recognized? I mean, you live in Leeds now, right? Yeah. In lockdown. Do you get yeah. recognized quite a bit? On, or is it because of lockdown? I, I mean, it's weird because my following has grown so much yeah. over the past year, which has predominantly been in lockdown. It's yeah. hard to say like how it's going to be like when I eventually start going out properly again. But every time I go do my food shopping at Asda, there's somebody recognizes really? me every time. Yeah. Got recognized in like B&Q the other day, which was a bit <laughs> bizarre. Not really my demographic. <laughs> I was buying stuff for a look. <laughs> what? Like what were you buying? Like props. I make all my own props. So I was like buying stuff for that. But yeah, it's, it's really weird. Um, and I think like the first time, not the first time, like most recently when I got recognized a lot was when they opened the shops up for Christmas, mm-hmm. when I was doing all my Christmas shopping. Yeah. It, God, it was nonstop. It's like every shop that I went to, I was like on the high street, like every couple of steps, somebody's recognizing me. So it's, it's really weird to see like that increase in yeah. people recognizing me. So who knows how it's going to be when things go back to normal. The, 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 the image of you and being cute buying like a shovel. <laughs> <laughs> I buy like the chains and then I like make them into props and things. It's fun. This is a brand deal. Being cute. Yeah. Be okay. Being cute sponsor me. <laughs> I'm here for it. Yeah. Being cute. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, um, yeah, but you, people, I didn't think that you'd go to B&Q to get your props, but I guess you, you do. Like, yeah. You know, yeah, anywhere and everywhere. Unexpected. <laughs> I mean, spray paint, like there's so much stuff that I make like by myself um, that I need like all that kind of stuff for. Like I really enjoyed making all my own props and like even sometimes outfits, like I'll customize myself. I used to do a lot more of that when I was first starting out and didn't really have the money to go and buy them. But um, now I kind of like, buy a lot of my stuff but still yeah i really love making stuff <laughs> good um well yeah is there anything else you want to talk about i think we've covered everything yeah yeah i'm gonna good. go to b&q now <laughs> and buy some bits sick i mean we'll see we'll see what you make see if it's any good <laughs> make me a prop and do me a makeup look and i'll, I'll judge it for you <laughs> the only thing that i could probably pull off is buying a box from being cute and sticking it on my head. <laughs> that's probably the only thing that's going to work. <laughs> or my Lego head. Oh my, it's a look. That's, yeah. You can wear that and you can walk around with it. It's got eyes, you can see out of it, everything. Whether I would want to do that is another, <laughs> another question. Oh, hold on, have you ever done Lego? A Lego face? Not Lego. That is no. a huge audience. That would be good, yeah. That is a huge. I did like emojis, which is probably the closest thing. Yeah. So yellow and cartoony but not lego <laughs> i'd let you do not lego yet. on me but not drag well, all maybe, right maybe maybe both okay uh, no, lego, would be lego cool. drag <laughs> <laughs> I'm, down, I'm down for lego i'll be down for lego okay all right maybe next time maybe know. next time um all right well uh thanks for um coming in 
and come into Shoreditch. Um, and I'm now a fan of makeup since like the last few days, which I never thought I'd say. Oh, I love that. I can't wait for your tutorials. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, growing up with five sisters, um, you'd have thought I got into makeup way earlier, but I just didn't. Um, <laughs> so it took you for me to get into it, which oh. is quite nice. Oh, well, um, I love being the person that managed to do that for you. That's <laughs> it. Yeah, that's it. I, I'll probably get a bunch of kids now asking me about makeup on uh, Instagram. I don't. Um, but yeah, no, um, it's really nice um, to see such a smart 19-year-old um, girl, you know, be so successful, um, especially in an old industry that is, um, had its old ways and now you know, it's completely fresh. And I hope that happens across all the other industries. So I hope young people now can sort of see what you've done um, and apply it to what they love. Um, I, yeah, I think that's going to be the way that of the future. Um, but yeah, so it's uh, really inspiring. And uh, um, I look forward to your other videos on TikTok. I actually saw the last video you did, that wasn't makeup. What was that about? What was my last video? I it was don't like remember what it down. was. Oh, <laughs> that was just a TikTok trend. And yeah, I'm not ashamed to admit I'll jump on stuff for a bit of you sometimes. <laughs> not all makeup, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, um, so thanks for coming in. It's been like, uh, it's been great. It's yeah, been thank you so much. And, uh, and uh, I wish you all the success. And um, if you do need someone to buy you alcohol in LA. I'll hit you up. <laughs> no, you'll call. No, you'll call. Yeah. yeah. Right, cool. Thanks so much. No worries. Ah! Oh.